everyone dreams of living an uncommon life. And the best asset you have to achieve your dreams is you. Welcome to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living uncommonly. We're also going to give you some tools and strategies for building wealth and for pursuing an uncommon path that is uniquely right for you. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Wealth Project where I'm your host, Philip Ramsey. We have a guest today, super excited to get into it. This is uh, from a buddy of mine who said, you got to talk to this guy. Super interesting. The way that he is investing is super uncommon. And I was like, I want to talk to him. So today we have Weeb Godike uh, with us today. I'm excited to jump in and kind of hear his story, how he got into storage units. There it is. We just dropped the bomb. Storage units is what he's invested in. He's super passionate about it. You know me. I love passionate people. So, Weeb, welcome to yes. the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. This always, is... always ready to talk about storage, that's yeah. for sure. See? I told you this guy's excited. Um, first off, this is your 100th uh, podcast. Totally kidding. Yeah. This is not like you get to do this every day. Yeah, exactly. So, this is new for me. This is just... Two dudes hanging out, yep. get to know each other. I know you a little bit. You're married about four years. Yep. I'm going to say four years, have two kids, boy, girl, um, and played basketball in college. Tried to, yeah. Graduated from Iowa. And then what did you do right after college? Did um, you know what you wanted to do? Uh, my junior year, I started to figure out that I wanted to be involved with the storage side of things. So um, started building in college. My couple of buddies would pick me up on Thursday afternoon from class, uh, drive out to South, De- South Dakota, put up a building, back by Tuesday classes. So I kind of scheduled my classes to, to be able to work around that. So Brilliant. Um, started with that and got out of college, kept building for a while and really just do about anything with storage now. Huh. Okay. Which is really cool because your college history, I didn't give it credit. Okay. So you went to two kind of smaller colleges yep. and then got your undergraduate from yep. those two JUCOs basically yep. playing basketball. Correct. Okay. And then you went to university of Iowa and start honing your craft and what you wanted to do, which yep. I couldn't think of a better way to do it. So kudos for Definitely. you. If somebody was like at Princeton or Yale and then, or you, I'd be like, dude, this guy knows what he's doing. You yeah. Putzes. So I love how you did that in an uncommon way of like, and I think that's maybe what's wrong in, in college today is like, Hey, go out and find yourself. Like, yep. Well, that's fine, but sixty thousand dollars worth of debt to go find yourself, like, and then decide you want to do something different. Exactly. And, yeah. like, is there a way to be strategic and use your education as a tool in order to further what you really want to do out of school? Yep. And then, even better for you to actually apply what you're learning. That was the biggest thing. Is yeah, it got me excited because what I was learning in school, I could go apply it and yes, okay. try and help other people with it. But we like you just don't want to do storage. Like, who in your life has got into storage? Uh, maybe maybe you did. I don't know. Yeah. Well, my dad, that's what okay. uh, his passion was. And he did a lot of different things. That man tried everything out and uh, got into storage and we stuck to that. And then I got involved and hmm. we just both had the passion there and kept pushing it and okay. so had a lot of fun doing how it. How did he get into it? I'm not quite sure how he actually Weave. did it. When he was, I know when he was 20, he uh, uh, went into business uh, with a lumber yard, and uh, they were doing a lot of wood frame stuff. And then I'm sure he just kind of got steered by some customers to put some up and kind of a good niche, you know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people do pole building, especially in Iowa, so that's a little bit more of a competitive market. And yeah. not very many people do steel or storage facilities, just especially that. So, mm-hmm. um 
I'm sure he just saw a little bit of a, a market to go into and dove the, in. The rest and, was history. Yep. How old were you when he was getting into that? Um, I was a, probably around five, I'd say. He kind of was doing the other stuff before that. And then yeah. uh, when I was five, he started bringing me to meetings with them. I had my own briefcase, and I was the entertainment side of it. And It worked. Uh, it yeah. Worked and so I got to be around it, go to job sites, just kind of watch him. He wasn't really pushing stuff on me, never told me to right. do that but i just right. love learning from them so that's what helped me build a passion there i'd say right isn't that fascinating now that you have a son at three yep and then a daughter at what four months seven yep. months yep. seven months getting close yeah isn't it crazy how much they are probably like soaking in oh, of what their dad does my son always wants to go to the job site or be a part of that stuff if i have a business call at home he wants to be right on my hip and yes. just be right there so it's it's really cool oh baby it's fun legacy yeah i love it okay so um so aubrey is your wife correct yep. how long you've been married you said four years yep four getting close to five i believe okay and what does she do does um, she just stay home with the monkeys? Um, or? She does that as well. She juggles a lot of things. So uh -huh. she uh, helps uh, keep the, the house in line, but then she's a part of the, the business and okay. some of our management stuff. So she wears a lot of hats as well. And that's the thing with like our company. Not everybody has a defined role. It's we all try and help oh, pick up, up the slack. And yep. And okay. like right now we got several office people out building this week. And, you know, it's just people prepared to do whatever we need and very cool how many people do you have working for your company um internally we've got i'd say around 15 okay and then um you know we put up a lot of buildings so in the field and guys building for us we've probably got anywhere from depending on the time of year 30 to 50 or 60 guys out building for us okay so let's flash back or flash forward wherever we're at. So you get out of college and now you have an expertise that you've tried to glean as much as you can from your education. Yep. You come in and how was that conversation with your father? Like, Hey, I got a couple things we need to try. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did not go great to start. You know, he was, uh, setting his ways. And I know one thing he always told me, well, is if it ever ends up yours, then you can do those then. Uh, and so I, your dad's uh, name? Keith, Keith. Yeah. And so I, uh, I wanted to come in and be in the office and be a part of some of those things. And he's like, first off, you don't want to do that. You don't want to be in the office and kind of controlled to something. Cause I wanted to do takeoff lists and that's what I was doing in college as well. And, um, he just didn't for one, probably see the value of me in the office at that point. And, uh, so he kind of pushed me to want to go build a little bit. And I, uh, jumped right into that. Once I got out there, I wasn't a big construction guy growing up, but once I got out there, I had my buddies with me building and uh, really started to love that. And so huh. then it went from one project building for them and I'd be like, when's my next one? And just stayed on them and pushed them to get me more. And so really allowed me to learn the business from the front back and right. uh, just kind of understand the processes, timelines, how they go together. And that really helped me understand what I didn't know at the okay, time. Okay, how are you financing all this? Because I can totally get how you're a hands-on guy. Seems like that's how you like to go through college. Yep. It's like, okay, there's an intention here. Yep. I'm learning something to be able to apply it. Now you get out in the real world. Your dad's like, you're not doing the office stuff, yep. which kudos to Keith. Yep. Uh, he was right. You go out with your friends. You're building this stuff. You're working. Yep. And you're asking for more projects. I feel like Keith is like, okay, I got to figure out how to finance this guy. Yeah. Like he's on fire. Well, the big thing is, you know, we work with a lot of different types of customers, you know, end users, individuals, uh, investment groups, um, mm. 
contractors is a big one. So, um, you know, we don't really have to finance the, the entire project. It's more so, you know, the material and that side of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that kind of helps us be able to expand and tra contract a little more when we need to. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just storage projects keep going up. And Wow. So how does he finance? It just goes to all these people and it's like, hey, we've got another project. You guys want to finance them? And they're like, yep. Yeah. Money, so um, <laughs> like one thing we're helping with with some of the consulting stuff is, you know, big thing is business planning and mm -hmm. uh, putting a pro forma together. So gotcha. um, we kind of help our customers and people, you know, put stuff together that makes sense before they get going and then they go get their financing on their own. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. All right. So you got 15 people working with you now. Um, Tell me a little bit about just your role inside the company now yep. and how has it evolved since the first day out of college? Yeah, so not much responsibility when I first started. You know, a, a lot of stress, I guess, of trying to do things the right way, but I didn't have all that many people to keep motivated and mm -hmm. um, make sure we're in the right direction. So, how many people were in the company at that point? At that time, we probably only had, I mean, four. Okay. It was uh, including my dad and I and uh, Barb, who was with us forever, and then uh, Randy in my office there that's still with us. And, awesome. Um, so it wasn't a, wasn't a huge team. And, right. Um, but yeah, we've added people. And okay, so how's your responsibilities grown? Um, so now, you know, I've, uh, the last few years specifically, I've, uh, gotten off the job site a lot more, you know, 2015, I started doing a lot more sales and kind of behind the scenes stuff while also on job sites. So I'd have to be thoughtful of my time. And mm -hmm. when I was working on things, whether it was over lunch or at night mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I worked with a lot of people in our company, so we were able to be on the same page, gain trust. And so now, um, uh, my main focus is, you know, sales and working on new projects with people, you know, the entire process, whether it's locating properties to analyze, uh, designing them and just making sure it makes sense financially before moving forward. And then after the fact with management and marketing strategies and then um, inside the company, aside from that, you know, I'm really just trying to be a resource for our guys doing stuff so right. um they're able to take on more responsibilities and then if they have questions they're able to use me as a resource and help them make the right decision okay um so what is like your job title well, that's a tricky one i uh i guess uh on paper president ceo i'd guess uh -huh. okay i usually just call it the owner or Okay. The guy you got to deal with, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't, the big, don't the big really dog. Like, yeah, I don't I like it. to title it too much. Okay, so what's your dad do? Um, he's not with us anymore. So he uh, he passed in 2015. So oh, that was one wow. of the events that kind of sped up yeah. me getting a little bit more involved and taking on more responsibility. So no idea. Sorry about that. Yeah. Bad question to ask. No, nope, like, that's just fine. I talk about him every day. I, sure. He uh, was a great guy and... Keith took care of a lot of people. So, okay, let's talk about the transition. Did yep. he have things in place? Obviously you were right there, yep. but was that transition seamless? Did he have things kind of paved or so I got, like I got really, away. yeah, I got really lucky because, uh, you know, I was out building and understood stuff. So, you know, the physical side was able to keep going pretty well. And, um, when he passed, he had a lot of projects sold for the following year. So mm. I didn't have time to sit at home and worry about things. It was, when are you going to get to the next job? And so wow. that really helped keep things going. And then when I started selling, I wasn't as, uh, 
stressed to sell something right now because uh -huh. we had a little bit of a leeway there. So I could just, you know, have conversations with people, not be a true salesman of, you know, pushing stuff on people. So that really helped give me a little bit of a grace period there. And then um, the big thing was, is he just had so many great people around him. He Contacts, focused right. on taking care of people. And um, I had a lot of good mentors and uh, people working with me that just mm. really stayed focused and kept things moving with me. So wow. it uh, ended up being a very, uh, very smooth transition. Thankfully, we tried not to change much and right. keep things going the same way and just kind right. of evolve them as we go. Did you, cause your mother's still with you. Right? Yep. What's her name? Barb. Barb. Okay. So was there ever any like financial transaction that you ended up paying for the business? Um, not necessarily. I had to, uh, buy out a partner. So that was the big thing is, okay. how'd that um, go? Those aren't always easy. Yeah, it was smooth. Thankfully, my dad uh, uh, had a good relationship with him, and um, he was kind of a silent guy, so okay. um, that ended up being smooth and good. didn't cause any problems, thankfully. Wow. Okay, so what has been the biggest obstacle that you've had? Because it seems like things have been pretty smooth for you, and it I've always been, seems like you've been on this uncommon path. Yeah, I've been fortunate. I mean... Uh, we focus on relationships with people and uh, growing those. So, you know, they send people our way. They keep coming back to us when we do a good job for them. And the big thing is, you know, having friends and family around that we all get along and helps keep things moving. So, um, you know, we've had good luck with getting help, which a lot of people are struggling, struggling with, with that. And I mean, right. everybody could always use more people, but we're uh, been fortunate with that end of it. But uh yeah, I don't know. I've been I've been fortunate. You know, it's one of the tricky things is in business with family and friends is just being thoughtful of those relationships mm -hmm. and um, neither side taking advantage of it or, you know, right. not uh, being thoughtful of right. what you're doing there. And that's something that we've had really good luck with. And so, right. yeah. It, what is your company's name? Um, the primary is Pell Building Systems, and then we're also doing like PBS Consulting, just kind of helping people put together a little bit more of a business plan and okay. analyzing the market a little bit. You know, our big goal is to um, not spend money before we feel comfortable and we need to. So um, by doing that, it allows you to feel more comfortable once you start going down that route of your facility or whatever you're doing. Um, but then you can also work on multiple at the same time without mm -hmm. investing a lot of capital. It's more about the time to invest and in right. putting together a good strategic plan. And then right. What's out. the biggest project you've ever worked on? Ooh, I don't know. By size or dollar amount? Dollar amount. Dollar amount for like just the buildings alone was probably, I'd say around $3 million for the building side okay. of it. Um, and that's something that has evolved heavily. So right. um, used to not have as much cash coming into the market. And funny thing is, I want to say like when Storage Wars came out is when really started to get some more traction, I'd say more nationally, because the storage market's really not that old. I think it really started picking up in the US in like the 60s and 70s. So it's evolved a lot. It kind of went stagnant for a while as far as it wasn't really evolving um, and changing much. And now it seems like it's more of a alternative investment strategy for a lot of people. Yeah, so um, by doing that, it's added more capital coming in. Projects are getting bigger um, and they're just got to be a little bit more thoughtful with your business plan and what you're doing there. But it's, uh, it's an exciting business to be in. And I think people sure. have uh, 
seen it a little more and they start to know people that have been in it. And so there's getting more stories out there where people are like, well, I want to do that too. And right. so that's, uh, yeah, it's just really evolved. I'd say in the last 10 years specifically. So eight years ago, your father passed. Yep. He passed. What do you think he'd be the most shocked about today that's happening oh, in your business? I mean, he, uh, that's a tough one. Um, I'd say just how we've kept things going, you know, I mean, um, and evolved stuff, you know, we kept a lot of stuff the same, but, um, we really doubled down on storage and, um, like designing stuff. Um, we've brought in a lot of design in house. And so, um, I think he'd be just proud and shocked of how much we kind of dove into storage and trusted his route after the fact. It wasn't just, uh, uh, something we were doing for fun or, you know, cause it was easy or yeah. just him being able to see how much people love what he started and yeah. how exciting it is back to where I, yeah, you can do that when you're in charge. Yeah, exactly. You were. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yep. What a cool thing. Okay. So what's the future of Pella buildings? Um, you know, really we're just trying to, um, do you have like goals of like, Keep, we want to do 75 buildings? Really? Like, no, I've, no, we've never really had a, a goal on uh, size and growth. You know, I, I think whenever we grow, we try and be thoughtful of stabilizing it for a period and not overgrowing and mm-hmm. uh, getting something kicked out from you and mm-hmm. tarnishing what you've spent years working on. So totally. that's our big thing is, you know, uh, Everybody likes to grow and do more and stuff, but we really like to focus on our current customers, making sure we're able to keep up with that, add resources. And then from there, if we get more projects, do what we need to do to expand or contract and hmm. just keep the keep the business going, I guess. Right. All right, so let's go back. So for you that are listening, they're like, why is he on this podcast? So I feel like what we do with our clients is help them uh, maybe – Figure out what they're passionate about. Let's start there. Yep. Or like help them get encouraged about their finances again. Yep. Because all too often somebody comes to an advisor and then they try to tell them they need some kind of product yep. without even knowing who these people are. Definitely. And so our job is to try to figure out who are we sitting in front of? How do we get them to a place where they feel like they are content and happy, excited about tomorrow? And there's just not a lot of advisors that will sit down and let people just talk and try to figure out like, well, that's, that's just like money's a tool. Yep. What is a tool for? Exactly. And so that's why every person is a little different. And what I love about this whole name, Uncommon Wealth, is that we all have kind of an uncommon path that we need to go on, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, maybe because I'm entrepreneurial. But I just feel like we're all uniquely gifted and we're all like excited about different things. And so we help people kind of craft a plan in order to achieve and make sure that personally they're going to be okay. But a lot of times we met, we, we just interact with a lot of business owners because they are running a business and they, they know that personally they're going to be okay, but it feels good to like, just see it all. So for you and Aubrey, so how do you, like manage your personal finances in order that this Pella business, Pella buildings can really manage like all of the things that you want to do. Yeah. Right? Well, I guess, you know, the personal side, I feel like probably takes the, the back seat before does, anything, sure. you know, it's like, uh, we're so focused on our projects and what we're doing. That, right. That probably takes right. the, the biggest back seat of things. But, um, 
And it probably helps with you because she's in the business. Yep. There's a lot of business owners that like their wives are like, I have no idea what he does. Yeah, exactly. You know? So they're a little bit more like, hey, babe, what are we doing? Here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Understanding and knowing what's going on. So, yeah, I mean, we try and... Uh, you know, do what we are helping people do with projects and stuff. So we have some storage facilities of our own, but that's not necessarily our uh, primary focus. It's uh, trying to help just build people's businesses and build a a good model for them. Right. And I do feel like there is something to be said if you're selling something to be like, we've got skin in the game too. Yep, exactly. That's important. Yep. Adds a little bit of knowledge and understanding of things. So for sure. Yep. Cool. Okay, so let's talk about the your relationship with Aud- Aubrey. Yep. Because I feel like that's something that we always touch on in these. Is yep. Tell me the role that she's played of your success up to this point. Um, yeah, big one. I mean, just always being there and kind of, uh, you know, when, for instance, when my son was born the first year, I was still gone a lot. And mm. so um, wasn't able to be around as much as I'd like to be with my family and um so she just staying strong, you know, understanding won't be like that forever. And, Mm. um, really just help being a backbone and, um, she's caring and just does so much to help keep people moving and somebody good to, to have in your corner. That's for sure. That's cool. That's cool. Well, dude, it's, we've, it's great to meet you. Um, super excited about what you do and how you help people. And that's, I think the biggest thing with, the uncommon path is like, no one is going to do this by themselves. Like they're serving people. Yep. The people that are truly uncommon are serving people. Yep. Uh, and so that's what you're doing. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, Appreciate thank you it. for your uh, gifts and the way that you're empowering other people and helping people uh, make money and also being passionate about it. Yep. Uh, you've been Love listening it. to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. I've been your host, Philip Ramsey. Weep, thanks again. Appreciate it. Talk to you. That's all for this episode. Brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit uncommonwealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.